0: Hi there and thanks for joining us. So as we move from the first to the second phase of this COVID-19 crisis there are finally grounds for some optimism but it's still quite the hill ahead of us. So let's hear from more of those who are spending this time helping others. Ruth Fuller, Eva Horgan and DC Cahalan all on the way. I'm Jonathan Healy and this is Red Business.
1: Red Business Podcast with Jonathan Healy and McCarthy Insurance Group. Putting business in Cork first. MIG.ie Now lots of
0: companies are wondering how will they get through this particularly difficult phase of COVID-19. We know it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. And up until now, companies that didn't have to worry about putting an online marketplace up now they have to. Uh, well, my next guest is somebody who's been working in marketing uh, for quite some time. She knows how to do it and she knows how to do it well. Ruth Fuller, the MD of Fuller Marketing. How are you? Good. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks for having me. Um, look, it's been mad. How have you found it so far?
1: Oh, I mean, absolutely shocking. Uh, some, some some, very initial uh, seismic shocks to the business. And uh, since then, it, and I suppose, the baseline of, of business unimpacted. Impacted. But things have been growing steadily as you identified um, businesses are facing existential crisis in some cases and um need to need to plan their way out of it I think the the roadmap has been very useful for people in that regard but um some businesses as they currently stand in the current um social distancing rules are not viable so it's it's can you turn it into something else or or what are your options I think when the
0: history of this is eventually written we will look back on this time as a really inventive and innovative time and yeah. you know I, we, we look at sectors like Bookshops, for example, and and take Vibes and Scribes, they've been on the program lots. Uh, You'd think, well, there's the business, they're a goose now. How are they going to sell books if they can't get into the bookshop? But lo and behold, they innovated very quickly and moved their entire business online. Um, They're an example of the best, but there's lots of examples of the worst out there as well, isn't there?
1: Yeah, I don't think we need to name them, Jonathan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, go on, we have time. Hashtag scanty. Um <laughs> You're just you're just playing on my open and honest side, but no, Absolutely yeah. But
0: I'll tell you, I'll tell you when we start recording. But you know what I mean, there, there is there is a hint out there that the companies need to do more.
1: Absolutely. And I think Joan and Vibes and Scribes is an absolute inspiration to retail, to business and, and really a leading light. So fair play to her. Um, I, I think, you know, there are businesses that haven't needed to. If you look at um, Kay O'Connell's, you know, Pat, they didn't need an online shop. But, you know, they, they have the marketplace, they have John's. And, um, you know, straight into the crisis, they were like, right, we'll deliver to you. You know, send us an email. And I think that's that's very inventive and, and um, a credit to, to business to, and a credit to, to Pat and the team to say we're not going to let this get in the way. And we've seen that time and time again. There's no end of examples that are saying, look, you know, send us an email, garden centers in particular, you, you know, they mightn't have the online site ready, but you can you can ring them up then, or they'll ring you up, take payment and, and send it out. Pat McDonald's paints the same. So so people are rising to the challenge.
0: Uh, marketing is, is a challenge in its own right, because if you're used to doing the regular thing, and all of a sudden the regular thing doesn't work anymore, your natural channels wouldn't necessarily translate. Um, no. So So what's the most important thing that you've seen businesses do to translate into this modern era,
1: yeah, I suppose you, you know you're spot on there. There's, um online shopping is key, and I suppose there's businesses that haven't even tried it or considered it, and now we have a whole generation of Irish people who are shopping online who never ever shopped online before, and and the research is showing most of those are having a very positive experience. So what I'd say to businesses is meet your customers half. Have- way if you're looking at an elephant going how do i eat an elephant this is such a big problem just start with where the demand is and work from there okay is there something you can uh sell online something you can take orders from pre-orders booking or is there a system you can plug into already uh like i don't know woocommerce shopify um deliveroo whatever the the, the, the online engines for your business or your your networker and uh, get started with something small
0: um is it that idea that you you can't eat a full elephant? Uh, for, for for is it an older generation of entrepreneurs who are struggling with this? Do you think?
1: Um, do you know? I do you know. I suppose we well, there, there's definitely been a couple of internal conversations with you know we've had conversations and I'm like they're not the normal people coming to us at all. So yeah, we're definitely seeing a different class of of um. But I mean, I wouldn't want to be ageist or anything. You keep setting me
0: up for these traps, Jonathan, and I'll have to fall into them. <laughs> <laughs> no fun. Uh, but the other thing that is true, though, in this, um, the the what we call in this country Main Street, what's called the High Street in the UK, that's yes. being dramatically rewritten. We know Debenhams, biggest department store in Central Cork, yes. that's now gone. But the people who spent their money in Debenhams will still want to spend it somewhere else. So th- th- there is a slice yes. of a pie. Um, that perhaps an Irish retailer and a small retailer can get now that they might not have been able to get before.
1: I think that's spot on, Jonathan. And I think like a lot of businesses haven't met people halfway, and that's maybe what you were suggesting. Some of the more traditional businesses don't have this online e-commerce frame of mind, and now have to get there. Like it, we we look at so much Irish euros going going abroad to international retailers, and you know one of the things for Debenhams Oasis warehouse closing is that people can buy that stuff online. They don't need a physical footprint in Cork. Um, and so if 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 businesses want to compete, they at least need to meet people halfway and say. OK, we're going to make it easy for you to buy online and he, and here you go. And to try and get a slice of that huge uh, online marketplace that's going on. Um,
0: there is, of course, supports out there. And one of the things that you do very well is to work with businesses using those government supports. Some people might have gone, ah, too much form filling or it's not for me or sure, why would I want that? now is the time to have a proper look at things like the online trading voucher, for example, that comes from the local enterprise office.
1: Absolutely. And like, do you know what? I'd have been guilty of that myself. Fuller Marketing never applied for anything. And even we did a trading online voucher um, application yesterday. So it's there. It's there for businesses, small businesses, medium businesses. There's two, there's the trading online voucher and the business continuity voucher. And uh, they're they're very strong supports. They're both two and a half grand, uh, one including, one excluding that. So um, there are sizable supports for small businesses and medium businesses and we should all be availing of them.
0: Mm. As I said, when we write the history of this, there'll be lots written. But uh, one of the things, again, is invention. Look at the mm-hmm. distilleries around the country. The first thing they did was they moved to making alcohol gel as opposed to making yeah. gin. Um, yeah. uh, other companies now are saying, well, we can now start selling face masks, for example, reusable yeah. face masks. I, I know there there are opportunities there Um, It's about spotting those opportunities, but most importantly, about solving problems for people. This is, again, the classic purpose of having a business is you're solving a problem for somebody else. But not only are you solving it, you're remembering to tell them about
1: it. A hundred percent. Like I always say, that's marketing. When we start a conversation with someone, it's like, you know, what problem are you solving? And that's what we need to articulate. That's what we need to go to the market with, because... That's what people care about. So back to basics. Why do you have a business, as you say? And how are you going to articulate that message? What are the right channels? And recognising now that more and more people are online than ever were before.
0: So when you think this is all over, uh, what do you think people will remember most from this period, Ruth Fuller?
1: I don't know. I always I feel like we're living in wartime. I don't know if you if you're uh, a great reader but I read a, a book we, we will be brave recently and it's, it's wartime in England and I was like or oh, we must be brave and uh, I was like this is what it is you know it's not quite rationing it's not quite but it's, it's, it's total it's um impediment to our to our civil liberties and our day-to-day freedoms and uh, i suppose a lot of family time a lot of positives that that come with that but also i don't know for me the hairdresser and the pub are high on my my dreams at the moment (laughs) in
0: (laughs) in which order it sounds like the hairdresser will get the visit first you know what it
1: depends on the day if you're me on a friday it's definitely the pub
0: (laughs) i i say go to the hairdresser drunk that's probably the best way to deal with it (laughs) (laughs) ruth what is the website address for people who want to find out more about fuller marketing
1: uh, fullermarketing.ie.
0: Okay. Ruth Fuller, absolute pleasure as always. Looking forward to seeing you in real life soon.
1: Yeah. See you soon, Jonathan. Thanks a so million for having me. Bye-bye. Red
0: Business with
1: McCarthy Insurance Group, putting business in Cork first. M I G. I E. So, lots
0: of different companies have been finding different ways in which they can support those who are having a difficult time right now. And let's face it, there's a lot of businesses out there that are struggling. And one such initiative is being brought to us by our next speaker. She is Aoife Horgan, a proud Cork girl working with a PR company called Versify. Eva, how are you and thanks for joining us? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Jonathan. How, how has this been treating you and, and Versify? Presumably you're still busy, but in a very different way.
2: Yes, I suppose we're getting used to lots of Zoom calls, video calls, but we are kept going. I think it was a bit of a, took some getting used to working from home, but yeah, getting used to the new normal now.
0: Uh, your company is called Versify. What do they do in a non-COVID world?
2: So we are a communications company, so we work um, on PR projects, influencer management and marketing.
0: Okay, so obviously all of that continues in certain shapes and forms, but you've decided to be part of what's being called the One a Day initiative. What is that?
2: Yes, so One a Day is the brainchild of Lauren Nolan. So she is the commercial director of ISF Marketing. um, And we've teamed up with her along with the communications clinic, the engine room and the Leo Co. Collective. Um, So basically, Jonathan, it's an initiative to help businesses help one another during this time. So by offering free services, advice and information based on whatever their expertise is. So I suppose we've seen all the amazing things that everyone's doing to help each other during this. Um, So it's a way that people can pool their talents and skills effects to you know work together to help one another so that we can all come out of this in a better place
0: What kind of advice and support are people looking for um, right now because if you look at some sectors that we've talked about it a lot on the podcast you've seen the business just vanish overnight so your hotels and your pubs it's just gone Uh, restaurants Mm. have been trying to adapt by moving to takeout as opposed to eat in but that's a significant challenge for them not to mention all the other businesses who are having knock-on effects are there common themes coming through?
2: So how One A Day works is that each of the individual businesses who are listed on the platform are contacted directly by companies so from our experiences, the type of companies who are coming to Versify are really looking to see how they can improve their social media content. So digital has become so much more important. So that's what we're seeing from the companies who contacted us personally. But I'm sure there's such a diverse range of businesses and services that are being contacted through one a day dot that, you know, there's probably a range of different things that people are looking for.
0: I mean, th- this is the ultimate kick in the arse for companies, isn't it? That, that they didn't see this coming. They couldn't possibly have planned for it. And they are adjusting to what is still a consumer demand, but in a way in which they previously wouldn't have met that demand.
2: Exactly. And I think, you know, we're seeing incredible creativity in terms of how quickly people are adapting their business for this. You, you know, you're seeing small restaurants that are now offering delivery. They're upping their online service. People are really thinking of, I suppose, different ways that they can operate in this climate. And we're seeing really, I suppose, like the innovativeness of Irish companies and how willing people are together you know are to come together as a community and to help each other which is really good to see
0: yeah you see you always think that you know business is cutthroat uh, people are out to get you your competitors are waiting for you to fall there there is a tremendous sense of we're all in this together isn't there and, and that if we can somehow manage to make it through as a block we, we'll get to the far side and see what happens
2: Exactly. And I think, I suppose, from when you look at one a day, it's based on the principle of marginal gains. So if everyone does their one a day, if everyone, I suppose, looks at their skill sets and see what they contribute, the collective impact is going to be phenomenal. And all the asked of people in return is that they pay it forward to another business or individual. So I suppose we're all pulling together in these times and that we can actually help build and improve our businesses while this is happening.
0: Okay, and how do people get involved, either as somebody who can help out or someone who will benefit from that help? So what
2: you can do is there's a website called oneaday.e. So if you'd like to participate and help out, you can go and sign up there um, and give information about what you can offer and what your skill sets are. And if you would like to avail of some of the services that are being offered by some of the collaborators, Go onto the website, you can see what they have to offer and you'll be able to get in contact with them directly and let them know what you would like help with and when would suit and they'll be able to come up with um, an appointment for you.
0: Okay, so oneaday.ie. Like the advice the doctor used to give you about apples, now it is being transformed into business advice. Uh, Eva Horgan of Versify, fair play to you for thinking of the idea and bringing it to us and we'll talk to you again.
1: Brilliant, thank you Jonathan. The Red Business Podcast with Jonathan Healy and McCarthy Insurance Group. Putting business in Cork first. MIG.ie
0: So what is the new normal going to look like? Well, we're going to find out in a couple of weeks and I'm going to find out what my new normal is like when I get back to my office in Republic of Work where I haven't been for nigh on 10 weeks at this point. Much to the delight of DC Callan of Republic of Work who's had a, at least a bit of peace around the place. DC, how are you?
3: Jonathan, how are you doing?
0: I'm desperately missing the office, DC, and I mean that most sincerely. When can I come back?
3: Well, if everything goes to plan, which, you know, this is Ireland, so you, some would say it always does and some would say it never does. We're, we're currently operating under the, the premise that, like, when the government kicks off phase two of its, of its back-to-work plan, that we'll be able to open in a, in a limited fashion. And At the moment, that's the 8th of June.
0: Okay. And that means we'll all be sitting around like friends in the cafe at Central Park drinking coffee in the lounge, yeah?
3: Well, no, we move we've moved your desk and chair onto the roof um, <laughs> just so that you can be you can have all that airspace you need. No, I mean look, Jonathan, it's going to be it's going to be a very, very different world. Um you know, we we, we, we started three or four weeks ago when you know when I finished watching season seven of the West Wing. And um the, the challenge is is that you know like we were looking at plans and we were looking at architectural drawings and trying to work it all out and it's only when you know i had the opportunity over the last couple of weeks to go in to meet contractors and stuff that you realize man this is this is going to be challenging stuff so like from our point of view you know we're looking at our business in a couple of different areas we're looking at it in say our our lounge and coffee dock our workspace area you know our event and meeting space area and um, And then, you know, the physical access into the building. And the funny thing is we we were measuring it. And, like, when you stand at the front door, from getting from the front door to sitting at your desk, right now you touch 15 things. Mm. So from the front door to the door to the lift, to the lift button, to other doors, to chairs, to this. And um, obviously the government would be suggesting that you should have to touch no things. So that's a bit. That's a that's a that's a big. um, It's a big challenge. Now look, we've we've kind of dug into it, and um, a lot of things that we've done is in terms of you know moving an awful lot of like in our lounge, we've gotten rid of you know a huge amount of our furniture. We've created a one-way system. We've you know we've as I we the one that interests you the most is. You know, all those pesky times you had to go to the fridge to take the bottle of milk out of the office fridge. Yes, Obviously, you can't have a case where you're touching it and you're touching it. So we've replaced all that now with a oh, robo-cow. So, oh. so now <laughs> you've got a big metal big metal machine full of milk that you just push your cup in and it'll dispense See, the I, appropriate I, amount of milk into your Barry's teeth.
0: I had seen Robocow written down and I was expecting, knowing you, this to be some kind of fantastic new Apple product. Is that just like the standard thing in canteens?
3: Well well I'm gonna wrap it with a Friesian <laughs> wallpaper, like so I mean, and maybe maybe put eyes on it. Like, but yeah, it's I mean, the reality is is it's it's kinda of, Jonathan. It's when you when like in all seriousness, when you look at it, it it things like your workspace, you know, you move desks apart, you get rid of desks, you You don't, you know, you don't sit opposite somebody where you're going to kind of accidentally spit at them and stuff like that. That stuff is re, you know, that stuff involves a whole bunch of people standing around. Well, in in my case, it involves a whole bunch of men standing around scratching their heads while the women actually come up with the sensible ideas and actually, you know, show us what we should do. You know, we're we're not good at the spatial distance thinking. But the the really challenging thing comes to the fact that 90% of office space is like, when they were being designed, you know, the architects and the builders were, were specifically told like, don't be wasting space now in corridors and in bathrooms and all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, you suddenly find scenarios where, you know, two people can't stand in a corridor. So you've got to start making corridors one way or, you know, you've got like on each floor of public work. As you know, we've male and female bathrooms in each bathroom. There's three or four cubicles. But now each of those bathrooms has become a one-person bathroom because you can't, you know, there isn't the, the, the social distancing space for more than one person to enter and exit or for more than one person to be in the bathroom at any one time. So, I mean, there's, I think where, you know, it, it's those basic areas like the common areas, canteens, receptions. That's, I think, where a lot of businesses are going to be challenged Um in terms of this this kind of return to work stuff.
0: How much do you think, DC, is being thought about all of that? Um, Because there inevitably are going to be employers who will turn their attention to this on Sunday, the 7th of June, uh, less than 24 hours before they're due to reopen. Uh, And uh, as a result, staff will feel anxious and customers will feel uncomfortable. I mean, they need to start thinking about this now, if not two weeks ago.
3: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, look, the one thing is, is, look, there's good guidance coming out and stuff. But like the reality is that, you know, at the most basic level, the requirements that the governments have brought, that the government, government, I, I can't believe I said governments as if we had more than one <laughs> government is um, that, you know, three days before. the Like, so essentially, if you're talking about going back on the Monday, by that Friday, you know, you're there's a whole bunch of paperwork that every single staff member has to have completed in terms of. Did they have coronavirus? Were they tested for it? Do they understand the new health re- re- requirements and stuff? Like, if they if they haven't completed that documentation, that they, they're you know you are physically not allowed to have them in the building, and you are creating you know all of the attached liabilities. So, no, unfortunately. You know, it's not something that will be able to be done on Sunday night while you're watching whatever your your RT1 guilty pleasure of choice on a Sunday night is. <laughs> it's still Glenrow. It's still Glenn Rowe, it's Glenn Rowe for you. Up.
0: Don't even joke about it. It's
3: Glenn Rowe. When is it going to come back? <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I mean, look, the one thing is, is the information is starting to come out. I mean, obviously, phase one kicks off, you know, on the week of the, the 18th of May. And that's obviously now that's mainly for people who are going to be working outdoors. But I mean, I, I think I, my hope is, is that, you know, in the next few weeks, the di- in particular the different industry bodies, IBEC have been very, very quick to the mark um, and have produced, you know, a, quite a scary document in terms of the level of detail of risk assessments and appointing your COVID-19 um, officer and all this sort of stuff, but some incredibly, incredibly good stuff in there. There's obviously the government document itself, which runs into 20 or so pages, which, you know, is a riveting read. But you'd want to be reading it first thing in the morning with your coffee and not last thing at night, Mm. unless you are really having problems with insomnia. (laughs) I mean, what we're trying to do with Republic of Work is we're trying to at the moment, we've we've been collecting this, these sort of documents, not just from Ireland, but kind of best practice around the world. And um, we've actually made them available on the Republic of Work website just for our own members but also look if anybody else just wants the lazy option they can go on to republicawork.com back to work and you'll have you know access to the links and stuff we're just going to try and make it you know we're going to try and put as much in one place as possible because i think what's going to happen is you know the different industries will all have different challenges but i think you know once the reality is look once, once one coffee shop works it out or once one office works it out there's a good chance that that information will become... I I imagine Twitter will be an interesting place over the next couple of weeks as we find, you know... Some people will no doubt be very proud of the fact that they've now found loopholes in the whole system, you know. But Mm. I think in the end of the day, we all want to be back to work and we want to be back to work in a way that's safe for employees and and safe for, you know, guests to our business and safe for our customers.
0: You make the joke that uh, Twitter will be fun to watch. I'd imagine Twitter will be very first to call out bad practice. And if companies are skimping on the rules, are not doing the right thing, then all of a sudden the reputation that they've been so desperately trying to guard for quite some time could come under pressure immediately. So there there's really only one chance to get this right and and if you don't get it right then you have to be prepared to live with the fact that others may find out about it.
3: Yeah. Like the reality is look we 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 we've, we've been very lucky here in Ireland. We've had we've had kind of a We've had a period now of six or seven weeks where, you know, there's been an awful lot of cooperation between all the different areas and all the different businesses and everything like businesses that don't treat this stuff seriously are essentially kind of making a statement that they're putting, you know, they're putting economics over health and safety. And like we are not in that world yet. Like we, It is not time to go back to business as normal and it is not time for businesses to just, you know, obsess no matter what financial state any of us are in, it is not time for us to obsess about you know financial recovery or to push you know money before the safety of our of our employees and customers my, and, and yes, my, my biggest fear is I' am utterly convinced that most businesses aren't stupid enough to put their customers at risk, but I mean we've we've all have employees who have you know stood by us now in, in a period of incredible uncertainty. And like it is it is a there's a duty of care on all employers now to make that environment safe for people to go back to. Or frankly, you know, I, I don't think they will come back. Right. I think you in the end of the day, it is not we are not at a point where on the 8th of June, you know, it is obligatory for everyone to return to work. I mean, if somebody is convinced that by going into work there, there's a possibility that they're going to bring COVID-19 home to their husband and kids like of course they're not going to come into work no matter how much they're bribed or cajoled by their employer
0: well all I can say is I look forward to seeing the robo cow or whatever you say is going to give me yeah. milk and me tea when I get back to Republic of Work and,
3: and the individually wrapped Barry's tea bags which I swore we'd never go with it kills <laughs> me that we just we just completed our sustainability program and moved away from one touch disposables and now we're all back to one touch Tem- Tempor-
0: temporarily. temporarily temporarily DC, DC Carolina Republic of Work pleasure as always
3: my thanks to you all.
0: My thanks to DC, to Aoife, and to Ruth. Don't forget, you can listen back to every single episode of Red Business that ever has been, all on redextra.ie. Myra Hayes-Goff was the producer, and we'll catch you on the next one.
1: The Red Business Podcast with Jonathan Healy and McCarthy Insurance Group, putting business in Cork first. M-I-G. I-E.